We're back on the News Hour. I'm Scott Beatty, and it's time for the Illini Notebook. Normally on a Friday, but we have Illinois volleyball tomorrow, so we'll do it today instead. One day ahead of Illinois basketball back in action against the number seven ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. The Illini ranked number 19 themselves. Brian Barnhart is here, the voice of the Illini, brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Brews and Seven Saints. Back when we finally got a schedule out, Brian, mm-hmm. tomorrow, January 29th, was a day we all circled. Illinois versus Iowa. Maybe a rematch in Iowa's mind, but everybody anticipated, and it looks like, once again, if you want to win the Big Ten, you probably got to get this game. Yeah, and especially since the other two home games they had recently, they lost. I was talking to Sean Harrington the other night, and he said, "If you want, which I agree with him, when you and the math shows you this, if you want to win a Big Ten title, you basically need to win every game at home and then split on the road. That's the old um, menu, I guess, for success. And he said, you might be able to lose one at home, but when you lose two at home, then you're really behind the eight ball. And that's where they are. And so that, as far as winning a Big Ten title, now can they still have a great year? Can they still finish in the upper division of the Big Ten and get a you know double bye or whatever the case may be? Absolutely. Can they make a deep run in the tournament? Absolutely. But as far as winning the Big Ten regular season title, they got to have this one coming up against Iowa. And I think it would go a long way for perception of the team, which was very high at the start of the season and has backed <laughs> off a bit. I'm talking about being in the conversation of the elite teams this year versus mm-hmm. the very good teams. And I don't think there's a question about it. Illinois is a very good team. Mm-hmm. But they want to be in that conversation and have, hey, we're, we're an elite team this year, and you got to be able to stop the Iowa offensive machine. Well, we've said from the beginning, and you and I have talked, I mean, you can get to the Sweet 16 with Kofi and Iowa. I mean, they're good enough to carry you that far with the right matchups. Now, are you going to go any further? Well, <laughs> that's where you got to have Adam Miller – Starting to do what he can, besides just shoot threes, he can rebound. And he can, you know, he's grown his game. Curbelo's got to continue to get better. You're relying on, early on, projections were based on, well, these are really top-notch freshmen, and they're just going to jump right in, and they're going to add to Kofi and Io, and away we go with the fact that, well, freshmen are freshmen. No matter how talented they are, you know, they're going to have to develop. And that's kind of what you're going through is with development of those guys. And then you've been trying to figure out the, you know, the four spot, what to do with it. DeMonte is so terrific on defense and he does so many things well. But can Grandison give you that same thing and be a little bigger and help you defensively in that regard specifically? Or can you move Georgie to the four and put Grandison at the three? I mean, just some things that happen along the way that tweak to get you to that next elite level when you're in the elite eight or the Final Four, those are the things that are happening now. Now, we haven't played for 10 days, mm-hmm. and everything's basically been on hold, so we'll see. And Iowa hasn't played for nine days. That's right. And the last game that they played, they lost. So I'm sure they're out for blood, and they remember the final game of their regular season last year and the Illini's regular season, which was supposed to be the last game before the Big Ten tournament mm-hmm. before that got stopped, but Kofi blocking Garza. So mm-hmm. this has all the ingredients of all that extra drama and storyline that you love if you're a fan, if you're a, in, in sports media. You, you, know, you talk about Luca Garza, even if you're a casual fan, you've probably heard the name Luca Garza at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I, and I saw somebody pass a note, even when Iowa's lost this year, he's had 25, 30, 35 mm-hmm. points. It seems to be maybe... The recipe isn't stopping Garza because you can't stop everything else. You got to stop a lot of other guys, and you got to hope 
in Indiana's case. Now, Indiana played really well against them, guarded them really well, did the you know did a lot of good things, steals and. But Bohannon also went o of whatever o of eight from three. Well, that's not going to happen every night. And the rest of the guys, I mean, Iowa didn't score a field goal for 10, 11 minutes. That just doesn't happen very often. I mean, they're averaging 92 a game. So with the Indiana game, you had the perfect storm. Indiana played really well. They shot lights out. Iowa didn't hit a field goal for 10 minutes. And it was still a pretty, you know, as it turned out to be, a fairly close game until the last couple of minutes. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, talking to Brad Underwood the other night on the coaches' show, you know, I'm, I'm asking, you know, well, how do you keep, I mean, Garza is probably going to get 25 by showing up. So how do you keep him from getting 40? And that's really the, you know, make him work. It was the coach's response. Make him work for everything he gets because he's probably going to get his regardless and also, um, you know, make him chase a little on defense too. Well, it all comes down to tomorrow night at 8 o'clock is the tip at the State Farm Center. And our coverage is scheduled to begin at 6 p.m. Now, we do have a line of volleyball starting at 3, and there's a chance that could bleed into just a little bit of our, our coverage. But we expect it otherwise to start at 6 o'clock straight up. So let's open up the notebook, and it's brought to you by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints, Illinois and Iowa. Well, you mentioned the intensity of the game last March when Illinois had that shot blocked by Kofi at the very end of the game. And, of course, you went back to the game in Iowa City. It's where the benches after the game got into it a little bit. I mean, the coaches exchanged some uh, unpleasantries at that time, and they later said it was just part of the intensity of the game. But for fans, it ratcheted it up even more. So that's the shame of tomorrow night is we're not going to have anybody in there for this game because this would be one of those you would remember uh, the build-up too, and was it wasn't it one of the players? And I can't even remember. Somebody said, you know, they don't like us, and we don't like them. Yeah. You know, there's just a little. You know, <laughs> this is the rivalry right now, sure. Illinois and Iowa. Sure. All right, uh, in the series, Iowa's won five out of six. In fact, they won five in a row at one point. And if you go back in reverse order, they won seventy-two sixty-five in Iowa City. Then it was eighty-three sixty-two at the Big Ten tournament in Chicago in twenty nineteen. 95-71 in Iowa City, 96-87 Iowa at the Big Ten Tournament in New York City, and 104-97 in overtime at State Farm Center in 2018. Those scores keep stair-stepping up. Yeah, that's going in reverse order. So the 78-76 game was uh, you know, a really close game, and that snapped uh, the Illini loss streak to Iowa. The win for Iowa last year over Illinois in Iowa City snapped Illinois at that time seven-game winning streak, if you remember that. 14 lead changes, eight ties in that game. And Andres Felice had the play of the game, one of the plays of the year, ripping the ball away from Garza, I think, and another Hawkeye to put 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 a uh, layup back in on our end of the court right there. It was in front of the bench. You'll always remember that play. But great players. Obviously, you've got the uh, two brothers, McCaffrey brothers, a pretty unusual situation. So in this game, you've got two coaches and three sons playing. So that's <laughs> – that's pretty interesting. Uh, Andre, uh, Andre, Adam Miller, uh, the last five games, 19 rebounds in the last five games. So that's good to see. In the last five games, Kofi Coburn is 36 of 45 from the field. That's 80% around the basket. Now if his free throw percentage could just be there too, right? <laughs> and we got to get Georgie going a little bit too. His last game in double figures – by the way, uh, was at Rutgers December 20th. So that's been a while yeah. for him. So we've got to get him going, and obviously Trent Frazier, if he can score 
consistently. Here's a couple of free throw notes to wrap it up. Frazier, Trent Frazier's made 19 of the last 22 free throws. Io DeSumo, 33 of the last 37 free throws. So if there's any free throw shooting it's mm-hmm. issues, is not coming from those two. Nope. Particularly. And Kofi's getting better. I hope it's I hope it win or lose, it's an entertaining game. I hope there's no blowouts. I want to see just a mm-hmm. good good Big Ten battle. Well, what happened uh, after last night, it makes the game even more important because we kind of needed Maryland to beat Wisconsin, and they didn't. Needed Penn State to beat Ohio State, and they didn't. So in the, as far as the standings go in the Big Ten race, is the big one. We'll look forward to it. Okay. Thanks a lot. Brian Barnhart with his Illini Notebook, brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints. It's the DWS News Hour. Local news is coming up.